Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 236 for July 17th, 2017. Today's guests are Tiffany and Todd Ballou. They are the founders of The Chicken Rescue in Alvin, Texas, where I've just spent a week. I'm a composer. Oh, I'm Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. And as such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things. So on this podcast, you could hear guests ranging from activists to musicians to pastors to authors, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 11 years. If you'd like to know more about me, oh, even more than 11 years, it's 12 years now. Uh, can you tell I'm reading an old script? Sorry. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelherron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron. That's H-A-R-R-E-N. Leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753, or you can email mikeypod at gmail.com. Hello. I am in West Texas in a hotel <laughs> making content to upload before I drive uh, closer to Los Angeles where my next show is. If you haven't been keeping up, I haven't really been doing the podcast that regularly, so you may not know that I'm now on tour with my show, The Animal Show. This is a completely self-produced, self-funded tour, almost. I did, uh, well, self-funded meaning I crowdfunded, so uh, community-funded, really. And I also got some uh, grant from a well-fed world who are wonderful people, and yay. (laughs) I feel really weird doing this podcast in a hotel room, and... Everything seems to be recording and everything's going great. Uh, Things on the podcast are going to be a little relaxed this summer. I want to interview people at these sanctuaries, um, and I'm just using this handheld recorder I have. It's quite a nice recorder, but it doesn't sound super professional, I guess. Um, But it's going to sound amazing. What am I talking about? This is really weird sitting in a hotel room recording the podcast. (sighs) So... Uh, yeah, I'm headed to L.A. Listen, if you are in L.A. or you know people in L.A., will you do me a favor and make a direct connection with a person in L.A. and tell them about my show? Um, that would be really fantastic. I am a little bit worried about people coming to this show, and um, I'd like to sell some tickets because it costs money for me to do this show. I'm renting the space, and I have two musicians who I'm also paying so it'd be cool if people came. <laughs> like it costs nine hundred dollars to do the show. The space is five hundred, and I pay each string player two hundred. So that'd be great because I'm on tour and I don't have an income except from ticket sales and uh, funding from people like you. If you're not already a member of my Patreon page, uh, Patreon is like a uh, it's like a ongoing Kickstarter where you can contribute like a dollar a month, five dollars a month, a hundred dollars a month. Whatever you want to do to uh, support this work, if you believe in what I'm doing, or if you're enjoying things like this podcast, like the videos I'll, that will be up on my YouTube channel, uh, probably starting tonight with a bunch of stuff from uh, the Chicken Rescue and some activism we did during the week. Um, yeah, so go to patreon.com slash Michael Heron, and you can pledge. Uh, there's exclusive stuff in there. I post everything there. And I post some thoughts there that I don't post anywhere else. So if you're into this and you want to participate and you want to help so I don't run out of gas and get stuck somewhere, uh, that'd be great. Uh, I'm not in immediate danger of that happening, but, you know. And if you'd like to make a one-time donation, um, I think you can, yeah, just go to bit.ly slash fundmhm. I'll put all these links plus links to uh, the Chicken Rescue at MikeyPod.com. I think that's enough for me. 
I'm really uh, kind of manic right now and a little <laughs> uh, overwhelmed and uh, what's the other word? Uh, just, uh, like I, it's weird. I'm used to having a routine and I don't right now, which is awesome. And I'm traveling and doing the things I want to do, like uh, a- advocating for animals, performing my work, creating new work. I'm sitting in this hotel. I just uploaded a bunch of pictures I edited from uh, the animal sanctuary. And this is great stuff, but it's new and I'm doing a lot. So if I sound a little weird, (laughs) that's why. (laughs) So I think that's really it for me today. Um, Yeah, like the podcast, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, my YouTube channel, go to all the stuff, just subscribe everywhere. Or you could subscribe at one place, Patreon. (laughs) Even for a dollar a month, you'll get a first look at a lot of stuff. So uh, that's it. Talk to you soon. Here's the interview. This is Mikey Pod, episode 236. And I'm here with uh, Tiffany and Todd Ballou of the Chicken Rescue. We're eating ice cream. So if you hear these sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine's going to sound better because <laughs> chocolate. Uh, hi, welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast and for participating, participating in my project. Sure, thank you. Uh, maybe we, what's the history? Like, how did the Chicken Rescue start? Um, you know, it, it started one day when I, I woke up and I, well, you know, growing up being vegan, I've always wanted um, an, an a farm animal rescue, a farm animal sanctuary, like farm sanctuary or in a place, you know, it was just my big dream. Um, well, one day I decided, I, I think we should get chickens. So the plan was um, we were going to build a coop and then I was going to get some chickens um, well, it, it didn't quite happen that way. Um, I, I just kind of went out and said, hey, I found this really great chicken, and she, <laughs> she should come and live with us. Um, so anyway, we, we got the chicken before the coop. It's so, kind of like putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, yeah, I do that sometimes. Um, so we, we started out just having chickens, and then I, I decided that I wanted to rescue um, a couple of ex-battery hens that came from um, the Turlock, California egg factory that was abandoned and um, the chickens were rescued by Animal Place in California and they were sent to New York and then they were distributed to different um, sanctuaries Uh, and there were a handful of them that ended up in uh, Ohio Ohio, Mm -hmm. um, at um, Happy Trails Animal Sanctuary. So we drove was about five hours yeah. there. So that's when we lived in central Illinois. So it was just a five-hour drive east to, to go get them. Yeah. Were you guys in Peoria? Yes. <clears throat> I, I just love that that's where you lived. Yeah. Peoria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we brought home these two hens, and, <clears throat> and to have them, you know, and to live with us was just an incredible feeling. You know, knowing their history, knowing what they went through, and... Uh, it was it was great. I really really enjoyed having them, and um, then you know it slowly we started taking in special needs hens, and um, just by word of mouth, you know, some lady knew that that we were vegan. She knew that you know we we take in, you know, we, we started to take in chickens that um, basically no one else wanted, and when we started to take in more special needs chickens, it got to the point where. Um, we were taking them in not because we wanted chickens, but because they needed a place to go. They needed us. 
So that's when I thought, you know, maybe maybe we could. It would be nice to have donations to cover some of these <clears throat> medical bills. In order to get donations, you have to be a rescue. So that's that's when I decided that I was going to give it a try, and it just you know kind of happened one chicken after another. And um, after we <clears throat> became registered, then we decided to go ahead and pursue uh, our 501c3 um, government status for a nonprofit charitable organization. So that's <coughs> how we ended up where we are. And that all happened in Peoria. Yes. What happened to bring you to Texas? And how did you get here? I love I already know. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we, we, our employer in in central Illinois, uh, we decided we were, we were kind of done there. Weren't happy with a lot of things that were going on. And, um, I happened to get connected with another company here in Houston and, uh, just kind of started the conversation. So it was job related moving down here. The fact that it was Houston was a good thing in our minds. You know, no more snow, no mm-hmm. more scooping snow, no more cold weather. So that, it's, it was kind of a win-win. And so I started working down here um, May of last year. And so when the house was on the market, we're trying to sell it. We finally sold it in November. And so at that time, if, if I recall the number, I think we had, what, 20, 25? I was going to say 24, 25. 25 mm-hmm. chickens. So we had... 25 chickens. Uh, we had recently um, uh, <laughs> adopted, or maybe a couple of uh, kitties adopted us at that time. So we had two brand new kittens that uh, <laughs> one of them was in our front yard and uh, obviously had been abandoned or left by its mother. And a second one from a neighbor who uh, came over a little while later and said, hey, we found one too here. <laughs> so, so now we have uh, two kittens, two cats. We had uh, two dogs, and then we had two rabbits, and 25 chickens. <clears throat> and so, you can imagine the, uh, the transportation logistical challenge that we had. And so what we did was we, we, we had a couple of trailers that we were pulling down, each with a car on it. And so we built a, a little uh, transporter on the front of one of the car trailers. And in, in that, it was very well ventilated and uh, well lit because of the translucent plastic that was on the, over the front of it. And so m- a majority of them uh, traveled down in that. I, I think somewhere around 20. Uh, and then the others were inside of one of the vehicles. Uh, most of those were special needs. They needed some special care and attention, yeah. so we wanted to keep them close. And uh, since I'm allergic to cats, Tiffany also had the four, uh, the four cats, the two cats and, and uh, two kittens. And then I had uh, the two rabbits and, and two dogs in my car. <laughs> so there we go. A, a, two, uh, a two-day drive down to Texas from <coughs> Illinois. I love the... I, I worry that we're not explaining what the chicken transporter really is. Like, that makes it sound even more... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a... It's wooden, right? Yeah, the structure's wooden. Um, it's uh, it's approximately four foot tall. It's about six foot wide, and since it's on the front of the trailer, the top of it's rounded. So hopefully, get you know a little aerodynamics. I don't know how much it actually helped, but uh, yeah. And there's two levels within it. There's an upstairs and a downstairs. <laughs> and then it's carpeted. Yeah, it's luxurious, really. Yeah, <laughs> so it, and it, you were towing chickens and cars. Cars and, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's exactly. amazing. 
So it worked out pretty well. Worked out yeah. Pretty well. But and and I I don't know that you've heard the story or not. But we uh, the plan was we closed on our house up there on Thursday. <clears throat> we left Illinois Thursday, going down here, and this the the plan was to close on the house down here on Friday. And all that was fine. We arrived here in time. We're at uh, we're closing on the house and. Um, what gosh I, I think it was it was one of those things where it was so dark and uh, and and we were so tired and worn out from the journey and then there was a major problem with some of the the funding that wasn't coming through and some paperwork and everything so so now we're here Friday we've got uh, you know 25 chickens four cats two dogs two <coughs> rabbits in the in you know waiting to to be unloaded because they're sitting here at the houses we're doing all this stuff and um, now we have a problem with the paperwork. And it's Friday. It's late in the afternoon. Oh, shit. And every place is closed. We can't make it happen on Friday. So fortunately, the owners of this home uh, were very understanding. They said, okay, you can rent the place for a, a, a dollar a day, and then we'll finish it up on Monday. So, oh, that's really nice. And yeah. so, and so, sat, uh, that Friday, we're unloading everybody into temporary housing here, um, and uh, and then started to get to work on um, putting up the structures that we need to because we had a order, already ordered the the um, chicken safe, the fenced in run area. Mm-hmm. We had the coop; it was going to be unloaded from the truck on uh, Saturday because uh, they were actually unloading everything on Saturday and Sunday. <clears throat> And Monday, <laughs> oh there was a whole nother issue with the moving company. We were across four different trucks. One of them had transferred to another one. Uh, the first truck was great. Second truck was not so good. Uh, it was okay. The third truck was abysmal. It's like they had thrown everything in the back of it. So it was, uh, it was, it was quite a journey to actually get here, get everything sorted, get them set up. Uh, but that was kind of the start of, uh, of what we have now for you know the different... Places that they live um, and roost and run around. So, did they? Uh, how many chickens stayed in the house that night when you first got here? I think <coughs> that first night it was just Andy, just one. Um, the the hen that had the um, bacterial infection in her foot. Um, she was staying. She was living in the house um, in a pack and play because she at, at that time she wasn't able to walk she wasn't at mobile. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So um, she was, she was in that, I, th- I think that's, mm-hmm. and then shortly after we moved in, um, mm-hmm. that's when Dara came to us. Mm-hmm. So she, she was living, we had the two of them together, mm-hmm. um, living in the house. So just one. Yeah. Just one of <laughs> That's really night. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, any regrets in devoting so much, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm asking it anyway. Like, are there any moments that you're like, what? <clears throat> Did we get into every day? Oh. <laughs> every day, it's oh my gosh, what did we get into? But it's it's never um, regretful. It's it's like it's more like oh wow, I can't believe we did this. Um, but it's you know, there's just especially when when someone gets sick or um, when someone gets injured or mm. when when there's some other accident or we lose someone. Um, those days are very difficult, and those are the days, especially. Like, what are we doing? Why did Why did we put ourselves in this? 
Because it's not, every day is not happy. Every day is not, you know, joyous and, and fun. We've got, um, got some pretty bad days and uh, it's difficult. But, you know, in the end, it's, <coughs> we're here because they need us. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I yeah. like, get from this place. Like, yeah. You were saying something about someone wanted to, uh, that email that was so weirdly written, would it be weird for us to talk about that email? No, okay. no, absolutely not. Um, and the, the, uh, they were at, like, you could explain it better than I can. Okay, so we, we've partnered <coughs> with um, local animal shelters and rescues. So when they get chickens in, whether they're strays or owner surrenders or even um, occasionally when there's a rooster fighting bust um, and, and the animals are confiscated. So the, they'll call us and say, you know, give, tell us the situation and say they have um, you know, however many chickens that, that need to be placed. Um, well, we had um, a shelter um, take in two baby chicks and it's pretty far away. This um, this shelter is like three hours mm-hmm. um, from <clears throat> Drive. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I've partnered with them mostly for um, flights, rooster fights that get broken up. I know that a lot of them need to get these roosters placed immediately, and, and I wanted them to know that you know we're here if they have that kind of you know situation. Mm-hmm. You know we we can here take them in. Yeah. Um, so. And instead, on their end, it turned more into um, here. If if you guys want these these two baby <clears> chicks, <throat> you can come get them. Um, but we may need them back uh, if, if the if owner the claims them. Come yeah. and <clears throat> you know I, I wanted to, it was difficult for me to find the words to reply uh, because I, I wanted to say. You know, we don't take in chickens because we want more chickens. You know, we don't wake up in the morning and say, hey, let's go get some more chickens. <laughs> more chickens, Let's yeah. take some more meanie chickens in, right? And we're, we're here uh, to take them in um, on a case-to-case basis. Or know, find them another home. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, in a nice, a nice home that will, you know, treat them like they should be treated. Uh, and while they're here, to be rehabilitated if they need it. But uh, it, you know, our primary purpose is not to take in as many chickens as possible. Because <laughs> anybody in this knows that there's you only have so much capacity. Right. And so you, you end up <clears throat> uh, leaning hard on, on the network to, hey, you know, there's, there's been this. You know, is anybody out there? Do they have room? Do they know about anybody? And they just use their network. And, and so you try to, try to place them that way. Many times, um, you know, we never, they never even come here. Tiff uh, is able to find a home for them, a good home for them. Through her network of uh, of you know vegans with chickens or other groups that uh, and she doesn't have to put herself in the middle of it and they handle the transportation and they make it happen. So, yeah. but it's it's kind of a almost a central contact point. <clears throat> they come here, you know. Let's see what we can do and we try to help out. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like the the point about not about you being here for chickens that need a place, yes. not. You're, you're not we're they're not here, here because you need the chickens <laughs> right right yeah exactly. yeah we're, we're here because they need us um especially uh you know we get, we do get a lot of calls um for roosters that are dumped um mm-hmm. because nobody i mean they they don't have uh if they if they can have roosters where they where where they live um they don't want them because the roosters don't produce eggs so people have no use for the roosters. And they make a lot of noise. And they make so. a lot of noise. Are you noise. talking about a rooster or are you talking about a chicken? 
getting a funny look. Because <laughs> a lot of people think they're two different. <laughs> um, Roosters are chickens, about... hens are chickens. They're all chickens. A lot of people about... separate them. They yeah. say yeah. chickens male... are roosters. I'm talking about a male chicken <laughs> in this case. A male chicken is a, a rooster. Um, and, and so we, we do get a lot of um, calls. <clears throat> so the roosters that we have, especially the roosters, it, it, that's because they need us. They were dumped. Um, they were either they were strays, or I've actually had to go catch them um, out in of, the forest. That's in, how Forrest got his name. Yeah, and uh, out of an abandoned garage up in <clears throat> up in Houston. Um, so a lot of those boys, they they need us. They need a place to go because yeah. nobody wants them. I don't know why I'm asking you, but what are people thinking when they're like, "Oh, we'll just <clears throat> put this rooster in the forest," like? Yeah, so I can't really figure out if people think that the the roosters or hens, if they can survive in in the wild, or if they just don't care. I think a lot of it is... I think it's the latter. I think it's the, well, we'll just set them free, and then they kind of turn a blind eye, and if they survive, great. If they don't, that's fine. But they never know, so maybe somebody will find... Well, we did something. That's right. We set them them in the the forest where they can frolic Mm -hmm. and be free, but they they can't defend themselves against the prey. so. So they don't typically last long. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is, and a lot of people they and they just don't care. They just don't. They just yeah. don't care. And out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, and <clears throat> and like I said, they think they do. They think they're doing a good thing because they didn't kill them, or what? It, and basically, they are they are killing them. Yeah. Um, unless someone happens to see them running loose, um, they get killed within days because yeah. um, if either dogs or cars, or you know, people, coyotes, people, and in shot. the meantime, they just suffer and are yeah. fearful until mm-hmm. they get killed. Yeah, but yeah, or they, or they have some crazy chicken lady come and you know <laughs> pull them out of the forest and <laughs> find them a good home. Crazy chicken lady. Yeah. <laughs> that might be kind of a fun story to tell about uh, Gridley and, and his brothers. <clears throat> yeah, uh, if you don't mind. No, yeah, go ahead. So, um, Gridley and Toby and Moby are three Easter Eggers, um, is, the, is their breed. And they were dumped um, in a rural area um, in Gridley, Illinois, when we were still living in Illinois. And I got a call from, or, or someone posted on Facebook that they needed help catching a rooster. They had gotten two of the three. Um, they needed help with a third one that they just they couldn't couldn't get them and, and needed help. Um, so I saw this post um, uh, that was uh, written by a um, fellow rescuer. Her name is Debbie. So I contacted Debbie and I said, I, ha- I happen to be at my mom's house, which is you know kind of on the way um, to you know for between my mom's house and where we live. This this area was right away. I said I can stop by um, on my way home and, and help her if she needs help, you know, catching this rooster. She said, okay, she's like, I'll, I'll get in touch with her. I'll give her your email so you guys can connect. <clears throat> so um, I, I got an email from her. She's like, I really appreciate you wanting, wanting to help. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much you know, help you can be. And I said, well, I'm not either. Let, let me, I'll be leaving here shortly. Let me stop by, evaluate what, you know, what we've <clears throat> got, and see what we can do. Um, so I, I show up 
and um, I, I see this, you know, immediately see this rooster on the side of the road. And um, I'm, I'm just casual, I'm in my shorts and a t-shirt and um, a pair of um, sneakers. And um, so I see this lady and, and she's all, she's got a, a net in her hand and she's all, you know, boots up to her knees and, and she's, she's ready. Yeah, she's on a safari. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I, I get out, she's like, okay, what do you need? Do you need the net? I said, no, 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 I, I don't like using nets um, because it, it, takes one little tiny slip if that if the edge of that net hits someone on the head it could cause severe damage and, and you know we could risk you know killing them mm-hmm. I said I definitely don't don't want that well it just so happened that earlier that day um, we had gotten um, a, a hen that someone needed us to take in so I had that hen with me because I just picked her up in the morning uh-huh. so I've got this hen I've got her in her cage um, this, uh, this woman has some scratch grains and I said, just give me a minute. I said, I just need a minute. Let me see what I can do. So I go around the corner, I take the hand, I go around the corner, um, where this, this rooster is and, um, and I can hear him. I put the hand down and, and I, and she's starting to talk and I can hear him talking back to her. Uh-huh. And, and so, um, I can't see him yet. He's, he's still hiding in the woods. So the woman comes around the corner and she's got her net. She's like, do you, do you need the net over there? Do you need me? And, and I, so I'm kind of, I don't really want to move yet. Stay away. I don't want to say anything. I'm just, you know, so I'm kind of mouthing the words, stay back. Don't come over here. He's close. So I wasn't there five minutes. Um, here, here comes this big red rooster. Um, immediately comes toward the hen and I, I put some scratch grains down. So roosters are really generous to the ladies. They like to find them food, they like to show them the food, and they, they like to bring them to the food and, and dance for them and, and you know put the whole show on. So he Gridley comes up, who we named him Gridley. So Gridley comes up and uh, he sees the food and he gets really excited. So he, he goes over and he's- yeah, I think he's a little more excited about seeing yeah, yeah. So he sees, first he sees the hen, then first he sees the then he sees the hen. So he, he made a beeline over to the hen because he's going to try to woo her. Yeah. Because then he's going to try to show her the food and, and they can become um, buddies. Buddies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I waited until he got close enough and I just picked him up. And, and he, <laughs> he was totally distracted. He was totally distracted. Mesmerized by yeah. the hand of the food. Yes. Yeah. So um, he struggled when I first picked him up. He, uh-huh. he struggled when he's squawking. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get away. And, and I kind of tucked him in tight. And I came around the corner and I said, I've got him. Um, so, <laughs> what? So what was her reaction? She, it was funny. because She actually told people this story. She thought that when, when she, she saw me show up, she thought I was, she thought I was crazy. Because she's like, there's no way this girl, and she posted this um, on Facebook, she's like, this girl showed up in her little tiny shorts and her little, <laughs> uh-huh. her little sneakers, and she's going to go in the woods and, and catch this rooster. <laughs> and, oh, and she's no, like, I happened. thought she, you know, she was thinking that I was going to bring like a whole group of people, and we were going to yeah. surround them, the area, nets, and flush yeah. them out, and... and um, a girl and some food. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's not that's all it takes. That's all it takes. And but you have to you have to know chicken personalities. You know, if, yeah. I, if I didn't know chickens, I, I, you, 
it would you be difficult. Tried. You would have mm-hmm. tried to, you know, get a bunch of people, surround them with Chase nets. Them, and, and sometimes you, you do have to do that. If, if, <clears> if they're flighty. Yeah, if they're flighty. But it, it literally took five minutes for me to get Gredley. And yeah. Yeah. That big net, I'm sure, didn't help. Like, <laughs> right. So. Right. <clears throat> right. Especially during the day because, you know, chickens are, you know, wide awake. They're walking around. They're like, yeah. uh, no, I don't really want to be caught by that net yeah. thing you got. <laughs> yeah. Nice try, lady. Yeah. 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 So she, the, so she had all three boys at that point. Um, she didn't know what to do with them. And I said, well, we're going to be moving shortly. Um, we, had, we were planning our move to Texas. And I said, if you can keep them uh, for a little while, um, I can take them. Especially when we go to Texas, I'll have, I'll have room for, for these three boys. So they can come live with us. So that's what happened. Mm, they're great. I love those three. Oh, they're, they're really fun. you got a great picture, too, of yeah. Gridley on her back. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. When they get out, when when you let them out in the morning, I guess it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just the whole commotion that like <laughs> travels around yes. with them. Yeah, they're yeah. talkers. Yeah, yeah. love they're, them. Yeah. Looking for ladies and food. Yeah. <laughs> like, she had it for us one time. Yeah, <laughs> let's see if she's still good for it. Yeah. So, what's next with the place? Do you feel like sort of trying to maintain the size it is, or do you have plans for growth? Uh, we always have to think about growth. Um, so right now I'm very comfortable with the amount of chickens we have and, um, the space we have, we we do have a lot of space. So, so we could, um, as far as space is concerned, we could easily take in several more chickens. Um, but because it's just me most of the time, Mm -hmm. the, the biggest, um, issue is, is what I can handle. Um, especially when they get sick. Right now, I'm treating whole flock for internal parasites. Um, we had one little girl that had gotten sick, and uh, we took her in um, to the vet just the other day, and she has internal parasites. So we're treating everyone. So when things like that come up, it's much more difficult, you know, to to think about, you know, bringing more chickens in. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I I expect we'll um, we'll we'll take in more. Um, <clears throat> The, the for the areas that we have now, we we can probably fit, I don't know, maybe six more in in our main area, um, maybe one or two special needs um, hens or or yeah probably just hens because uh, we won't put any roosters with the special needs group. Um, a couple of the the rooster areas are um, especially where Joe and Pip are. We could probably put one or two roosters in there if we had to. Um, but we are definitely on a case by case basis at this point. Right. I mean, it's it's if they absolutely need us, then we'll you know we'll consider um, taking them in. But we're not just going to be able to take in you know someone's rooster because they don't want it. Yeah. And that's when we take time to educate people. Um, yeah. You know, this is what you can do to keep your rooster. Yeah, and or, this is why it's a problem to yes. just start dealing them out. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So we always have to think about expanding. We do have, luckily, we have we have a lot of room. Um, but um, there will be a day, and I, I don't know when, but there will be a day when you know we've, we're faced with taking in you know you know several at once, um, and and we'll have to be ready for that. So yeah. you always are the back of you know your mind. You're always ready. Yeah. 
Like just do you think about that a lot? Like <clears throat> if something came up today. Yes. What would I do? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, the the one coop and run area, um, the smallest area that we've got the four. Um, owner surrender Rhode Island Reds in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the temporary take-in area. Um, once once we they come in, um, we can evaluate, make sure they're, they're healthy. Then those four girls um, particularly will get integrated into the larger flock, and then that setup will be empty for if we need to oh, take in, in new ones. It's nice to always have an empty area uh, for, for when that, that happens. Yeah, right on. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Oh, we should say uh, the chickenrescue.org is where to find you, yes, right? Yes, the chickenrescue.org. Yeah, cool. and we have a Facebook page as well. Cool. Well, thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for letting me live at your house for sure. a week. <laughs> it's been Anytime, fun. Michael. Yeah, doors yeah. open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, the end. Okay. That's it.